You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back. You have to forgive the low entry because we are filming at night and the baby is asleep. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend, fellas? I know we're all excited because that AEW. So, I'll start off because, you know, I usually have to anyways. Uh, my weekend started off well. Uh, we are now $1,000 up from D'Angelo. What, what, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean $1,000 so up? It's not 1000 Oh, y'all 2 and 0 2 and 0 now. And oh, if yeah, you want to count the preseason game, and if you want to count spring ball, we're four now. No, we're wait. What was what was the score, Gary? I so it was forty to twenty-three. So y'all played an actual team this week. Correct. Uh, so that that's good to hear. So we're up a thousand right now. Um, okay. I went and saw three movies. I saw Candyman, which I said I was going to see, which we will save for the end. So there will be spoilers. Right. So if you don't want to hear it at the very end when we talk about it, you'll feel free to turn it off at that point. I don't. That's I don't give a damn about spoilers. I wouldn't have gave y'all that warning, Gary. You get soft. And then I you also saw uh, Shang Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings, and I saw okay. Free Guy. Okay. All right. And that was pretty much my. And then obviously it closed it out, which I'm sure we're gonna cover. I watched All Out pay per view. Okay, sounds like a solid weekend. So I, what I did this weekend is, I'm in the market for a new bike, and uh, I've went to various bike stores to look at bikes, and I got an opportunity to test one out uh, this weekend. So, so, so I got a question then, because uh, obviously I don't think me and Time know much about the cycling world that you're in. So okay. when you say you're going to a store to look at a bike, can you give the listeners an idea of what these things cost? Like, cause to me, when you say you're going to look for a bike, I'm thinking you're going to look at a Huffy that costs maybe 130, 200 bucks at the most. So <laughs> I just would like to get an insight to what the cycling bike might cost. Well, Time, real, what'd you say, would you think? Real, it would? Yeah. Well, real quick before he does that, I want to talk to this man about, yeah, you realize what's happening to D'Angelo, right? He's realizing they can't beat these unathletic white old white men at cycling. So he's gone and got a bike that he has to plug in. It's probably an electric bike. Exactly. No, it's not an electric bike. It's 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 funny that you mention that because I'm pretty sure you guys are talking about me plugging my bike in because my wife decided to post a picture as if it was an e-bike or something. But no, you got to charge the components on it because they're wireless and electronic. So. There's there's a difference between biking and cycling, okay? Like biking is you get on a bike, you go maybe a mile or two, you're not having a helmet on, you're just kind of doing it to commute or recreation or go to a friend's house or uh, you're just doing it just to do it, not to get exercise. Well, cycling is when you put on them shorts, them biker shorts, and you put that biker jersey on, you have your helmet, you put some tunes in and you're going 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 miles uh, and you're actually getting some work in and you're putting in some some time maybe, you know. So you're telling me a Peloton doesn't work? I can put in 80 miles on a Peloton. Peloton does not work. So It, it, it does not work and it, it doesn't often trans, transfer from the Peloton to the actual like road cycling because it's a different setup. The setup on the Peloton is set up like a stationary bike, whereas a road bike or any other bike, the the way that you sit is completely different. 
But these bikes range from anywhere from $500, not the ones that I'm looking at, $500 to $22,000. And the $500 bike is a $500 bike that you've gotten used off of these various sites like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or some some non-bike company that's used. Uh, but the they like a good uh, carbon fiber bike, um, you know, can range from depending on what your fitness level is, uh, whether you're endurance or you're racing. Uh, the one that I'm looking at is uh, close to 6K. Uh, so, so just for reference, there's people the out there that are spending $20,000 on a recreational cycling bike that could be basically by a car that gets you around faster and gets you around everywhere and you can go further on it. But people are paying $20,000 for a bike. Absolutely. So, and, and, and that's what people don't understand. It's, it's funny because you get these people in traffic, uh, and I used to be one before I became a cyclist. I see them when they cycling gear on, and I'm like, oh, they must be on a team or something. Not realizing that everything plays a point and an intricate part in everything that you're doing. Uh, and if there's any questions that you have for me that when you see cyclists you've ever worried about, I can answer. But we're on these bikes, whether it's $3,000, $6,000, $9,000, $15,000, or $20,000. Uh, people in cars get upset at us. So when we're on the street and I'm like, dude, you know, share the road, because if we're not on the street, we're on the sidewalk and the people that are walking are on the sidewalk. So they don't want us on the sidewalk. So if they don't want us on the sidewalk going 20 miles an hour or 21 miles an hour, then the street is the best option for us. But people on the street get upset at us because they're just like, dude, you're slowing me down. You're doing this, you're doing that. But we just out there trying to get some exercise. So so what about the places that have bike lanes, but people, but bikers aren't in the bike lanes or in the middle of the lane instead of using the bike lanes? I, I would have to say. And, I've seen that before. They've right, had bike right. lanes I, and people, they still use the whole lanes. Sometimes the there's lane. more cyclists than, than in the bike lane. So it's safer sometimes going double wide than it is single wide depending on how close that bike lane is to major traffic. So are we doing 45, 50, 60 down this this uh, this street that has this bike lane on? Meaning is that the MPH? Because if that's the MPH, we need to slow this down because that draft when you go by, going to mess this Peloton all up. You're going to throw all type of wind. It's going to look like NASCAR and people hitting rails and shit. It get bad. So when you're biking, if you're biking on a road – are you going with traffic or are you going against traffic so you can see? No, no, cars? no, no. We're going, we, we're going, we're going with traffic. We're going with traffic, and they got a uh, most states. Um, and, that, that, and that's meant for like bike lane. Like if you're in, a, if there was a bike lane, would you go against traffic so you can see? Oh no, 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 no. That's that's only running. I I okay. only I only go against traffic when I'm running because you want to see if somebody's going to hit you. You don't so want to. Why wouldn't that go with biking then? Because with biking, if you're going in the direction of the car, it's more dangerous going in that direction because people freak out when they see things coming at them at a high rate of speed. But what if I run as fast as you're biking? 
there's no way you can run 35 miles an hour, Gary, or 40. But you don't 40. bike 35 miles an hour. You bike at like seven, so I can keep No, I do seven. not bike at like seven. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hater, bro. You are a hater. You've seen them watch I put out. You know out, my man. top speed might be 16, so I can keep up with you in biking. No, I don't. Because I think that's pretty sure that's what your speed was when you did your DF on. No, nah, it was actually, believe it or not, before um, we had the incident or the accident, we was averaging twenty-one two, and we were at so, mile. so right, right, right below my top speed. <laughs> I'm just like, sure. You said that sounds, like a, that sounds like a challenge, D'Angelo. <laughs> Man, I'm not. I'm not worried about what game. Him in a fifty with me yeah. running him on a bike. So the the bikes that you see at Walmart, they're steel bikes. The bikes, the reason why they cost so much because these bikes are light. They're carbon fiber. They're titanium, and then components are a big thing. You wanna, you wanna be able to maximize whatever watch you're putting out to and uh, hold that the your max effort for a long period of time, and you wanna find a bike that will fit your needs and give you the maximum that your body is willing to offer. And uh, that's how bikes work. So so you're saying carbon fiber bikes. Are they all yeah. price or, or uh, yeah. So they, they're like cars, bro. They're seriously like cars. So this is my first time buying a new bike. I usually go to like a secondhand store, if you will. I don't go to like a, a bike shop or a dealership or something like that as it relates to buying a bike for those of you it's called a bike shop, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to connect with the people that don't understand my bike lingo. Um, but yeah, I, I've never went there to get one, so it was interesting uh, this process because I got an opportunity to try out a bike. Uh, it's a it's more of a racier bike, not an endurance bike. So just based off the cockpit or how you sit in the saddle can make it either a racing type bike or making it an endurance bike where you can go 7,000 miles if you want to, and it's designed to be comfort for you to go that 7,000 miles. A racer bike is more aerodynamic, and it's more striking, or it gives you good, um, um, how would you say, uh, responsiveness, because it's just quick. It, it, it'll go. It's ready to go before you're ready to go. That's a racing bike. So it it uh, the more money you spend, the lighter the frame you get and the better components you get. Uh, so it's, it's no different from NASCAR. You know, the guys that have the best equipment are usually the ones that are at the front of the pack. The ones that are just as good drivers with less equipment, they're usually toward the back. So I know last week we had talked about Tyreek Hill and Hussein Bolt, right? Usain Bolt? Yes. So I'm issuing an open challenge, and I'm putting up my Super Bowl ring versus D'Angelo's Super Bowl ring. I'll race him 50 yards, and he's on a bike. We'll see who gets there first. Oh, bro, I'm gonna crush you. And 50 yards, I'm gonna I'm beat a, you. 50 yards is no way you. you I'm gonna beat, beat you, and, I, and we'll put our Super Bowl rings up. Okay, we'll put our Super Bowl rings up. I'll see you on the next challenge. And for everybody that's <laughs> out there thinking you're right, neither of them have a Super Bowl ring. Just to clarify. Hey, they didn't need to know that time. And uh, that's well, what well, I'm saying, man. I host over here. What we got on the what we got on the 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 the, the docket today. I'm well, so excited. I'm ready to Before we jump going. into that, I just want to acknowledge the fact that we just realized that D'Angelo is willing to pay 6000 for a bike, but won't pay $60 so that little GJ doesn't have to ride a pink bike. It's, it, it, or get him a new power wheel. Like right. Look, look, let, me, let me tell you something. my mind. It's because it's for him, not his son. That's why. Yeah. My, look, my son ain't got no damn money. 
<laughs> he ain't got no damn money. What you mean? I, what, what you mean? I want you right. He ain't got no money. When he grow up and he get a damn job and he go out there and he earn his own money, he can buy whatever he want to buy. I'm pretty sure but because it's my money. I'm gonna buy him what I want to buy him. I'm pretty sure Time already has an Audi A5 uh, A5 or whatever for Braden. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. He's oh, already yeah. got it sitting in the thing and he doesn't even drive it. He's, yeah, it's waiting on him. Waiting on him. And see, that's the difference between me and Time. See, Time's willing to throw that money away. It'll sit there for 15 years, him paying insurance on it because he <laughs> looked like that type to just throw money away like that. So, yeah, I can understand. He probably does. And that makes, I mean, that does what for you as a parent, though? <laughs> well, it just you know, it's just not nice to know that we can provide that for a little man. Ooh, we, ain't got, we ain't got to worry about him getting picked on for riding around on a pink bike, I guess. But hey, yeah. you see, you see, hey, he's got that money to buy that car for him already. That tells you he's got money over there. He always talking about us money, having money. money. money, money, money. He's trying to lie, it's all. It's all about. You know, I hang out with you peasants every now and then, just <laughs> <laughs> just, just to keep myself humble. <laughs> no, no. So what I want to talk about, obviously, uh, you know, I like that you're wearing the Beetlejuice shirt because that uh, is the same my name. But we'll get into the Candyman later. But I want to hear y'all's reaction to this AEW pay per view event because, listen, this has got to be the greatest pay per view well, since uh, Brock Lesnar really ended the streak. Driving that now because I know that's going to go for a while. I did have one other smaller thing to talk about first. Go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. If you want to do that. Uh, Obviously, time's not in the foreplay. He want to get straight to it. He does. And yeah, we might yeah, be yeah. There for a while. Right, that's right. That's, I don't want thanks so, to. Thanks to TikTok, Cynthia tells me she needs twelve minutes of foreplay, and I'm like, thanks a lot, TikTok. Yeah, you don't, want to you don't have we, a TikTok. We, we can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, we can't shoot our load right now, Tom. So go ahead. Let's play. So, let's so play with this I, thing I for a, a little bit. I have a question because I, it was something that was trending last week, week before. It dealt with the Mets players. So the Mets weren't doing very well, and they were getting booed by their fans. Well, they started to get on a little hot streak, and when they did, their players decided to, when they got a base hit or something, they gave a thumbs down to the fans. So basically booing the fans for booing them. And then the owner came out and said, that's not good for our guys to do that. They shouldn't be doing that. They should support our fans and all that kind of stuff. And then the, the players actually had to issue a retraction that they were sorry for it. I want to hear y'all's opinion on it. And I'll save mine for the end, but I want to hear what y'all's opinion is. You think it's all right for the players to boo the fans if fans are booing the players, or or should they not boo them because it's their job? But the fans are going to do what they got to do because they're supporting you. So this is this was a this was a tough one for me because um, whenever I go to fast food restaurants or a place like that, you know, it always bothered me when people talk down to people that work there, regardless of what the situation is. So it's and in turn, vice versa, like if you work at a really nice place and somebody come in there that don't look like they should be there, then you in turn treat them like you wouldn't want to be treated. So it, it kind of works both ways. But in saying that, playing on the level that you're playing on, making the millions of dollars, this is I from from an athlete's perspective, I love what they're doing because this is their way of taking their power back. Now I don't have to go on social media and attack people like it's instantaneous and it's immediate right now y'all boo us we get opportunity to show the the uh, uh express our discomfort or our dislike for you as well so we now have these hand gestures or whatever it is that we come up with that signifies hey we don't like this crowd that's here tonight 
Um, but in the same time, though, in a roundabout way, which is me sitting in the chair, have an opportunity to talk about this, and I will be physically there watching it. I don't want them doing that to me. Hell, I paid my money. I pay your salary, so to speak. I, I don't I shouldn't I shouldn't get this. Like I'm paying for a service. I'm paying to be entertained. And if by if uh you're not entertaining me, I should be able to express my displeasures, but I also feel that way about players too. So so I don't know what the hell I'm saying right now. I just know that <laughs> I'm just going back and forth because as I talk about this more and more, I'm just like I the more and more and more that I am. So I'm kind of on both sides. It's 50-50 for me. So basically we got no clear answer from D. All right. So time, I would like to hear your perspective as a non-athlete. Obviously me and D may whoa, be a little whoa. bit skewed because you don't whoa. play sports. You never have, never will. So I just, I want to get your opinion on it because I think, uh, and then I'll give mine. I will, first of all, I will correct that <laughs> as a non-professional athlete, even though, I think I've won plenty of money in my days. Let me get at you like this. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. Anytime that the fans feel like they – because the fans get out of pocket so often that it, the fact that they started doing this back at the fans I think is hilarious. And I think that the owner is a fool. I think this could have been a huge thing that went throughout the season and just been hilarious and a lot of publicity. But, you know, everybody wants to – coddle the fans because they're the ones who pay everybody's paycheck, I guess. But I think it's great. So short and sweet gave us a definitive answer. I like it. Well, I, I am on. I mean, I feel this. like that was a shot at me, Gary. Damn. Well, well, you had you had no answer. You gave I, me I both don't. sides. I'm, I'm, I usually I I'm usually side. the one that gives you both sides. Yeah, you I know. took my role this time. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I want to see what you go with because this is going to be interesting. So, so I am actually completely on the same side as time because to me, they didn't do anything obscene. Like they didn't flip them the bird. They gave him a thumbs down. They didn't even boo at him. They gave him a thumbs down. So it wasn't like anything like super negative towards the fans. Like y'all booed us when we were down. Well, this is a way for us booing y'all because y'all aren't cheering for us when we're doing well and we're doing well now. So I'm we're gonna boo you. I have no problem with it because you saw this last year, like like what Time said. In, in the basketball, fans were going crazy on the players. You've seen players spit on, you've seen them call names, and not what happens. One player gets banned or one uh fan gets banned when there's probably a group of them. Like it happens too often, and they think that like as players say, uh, they're privileged. Uh, they can say what they want, do they want, because they paid their money to be there. But again, okay. we're at our job doing what we want to do. Would you feel the same thing? Like if you worked at a, a, a restaurant and we went off on the server because of something, would you want that to happen? It's the same thing. We're in a job that's entertaining. So if I'm the, I'm the server at your restaurant and you go off on me, am I going to be all right with that? Are you going to want to do that? If you were, somebody was serving you food and stuff like that, it's the same thing with us athletes. We're trying to provide mm -hmm. entertainment. And in baseball, especially, you only, you're only doing well three out of ten times, and that's great at batting average, batting 300. So you're more likely than not going to fail. So that's, it. that's just the nature of baseball. That's a whole nother level. So I, I would have an issue because I played baseball, so like I think there is – no problem with the players doing that, and I'm completely on their side. I don't think they should have said sorry, even if the owner said something. I think that's the owner to say, but I think they should not have been forced to say anything. It should have been do what you want to do because the fans don't get any repercussions. 
And they yeah. didn't do anything but a thumbs down. That's the thing. It was literally a thumbs down. That's all. It's, it's, it's what it stood for. It, it's all about exactly. what it stands for in 2021. It's what it stood for. But I'm going to tell you one of the greatest quotes that I've heard of all times. Uh, and it's not even necessarily a quote. It's a, it's an idea or a thought. Um, but the quote was, and I saw this on the meme, it said that people ask you what you do so they can calculate how much respect they'll have for you. And with that being said, when you have these athletes that are making these millions and millions of dollars, I think fans get lost in the fact that, hey, I could talk to this guy that's worth billions or millions like crazy and actually get away with it. Like, I can't do this at my job to my executives or my CEOs or my CFOs. I can't, but this is my outlet. I can go to this man's job and I can actually say what it is that I couldn't say to my boss that I had a tough week. So it's an outlet for some people. That's why I'm saying, that's why I have a, a tough time because being a fanatic is, that's what fan stands for is being a fanatic. And I do agree with you. I don't think there's any problem with heckling. I think you're good to heckle players and stuff like that. As long as it's not over the top, like racist aspects, that type of stuff that's over or throwing things or spitting. That's not heckling. That's being super disrespectful. That's another level. Okay. Heckling is different than being disrespectful. So, so I'm going to tell you something, and this is the, this is truly how I feel. If you get busted for drugs or uh, um, uh, alcohol or you do something stupid like domestic violence or anything like that, I feel like it's open season as a fan. I should be able to use that against you. It's not like I'm making up lies. I agree. You That's did heckling. It. You did. I agree. That would be heckling. But, but, I, but So this is the problem. This is the problem that I have, though, Gear. This is where it becomes interesting to me, and I want to hear your perspective on this. I'm heckling you as a fan. You as a player can't take it, and you walk over, and now you want to put hands on me. Maybe you grab me. Like, hey, man, you shouldn't have said that. Now, in the event that you grab me as a player and I'm a fan, I am well within my right to now lay hands on you. But then from a camera's eye view or from what we think, because we can't hear the interaction – we're going to say, oh, I can't believe that fan would say something like that. You see what I'm saying? No, no like, I agree. I think that, each one would, what, like, extreme circumstances, you're going to get the facts for everything. Like, we had, like, there were some players that were banned or some uh, fans that were banned last year. They had spit on players. That's, that's, a player's going to fight you if you spit on them. That's, that's the, one of the most, disres- most disrespectful things you can do to another human is spit on them. And I think that would has you have no you have lost all protections as a fan if you did that to somebody, to a player. Right. So I, I think and I think that was rightfully so. He was banned from them. Now again, I don't know how all that ban stuff works because you ban him from there. What's going to stop him going to the game next time at an away game and do the same thing? Like there's nothing unless you ban him from every every event. The same fans is going to oh I just can't go to this game. I'll go to some other game and do it. Okay. I I mean okay. I feel what you're saying. I, I, I'm I'm saying that, yes, fans uh, are out of line for the most part, but not only are fans out of line, but the players are sometimes as well. You got to know, you got to, I, I, I feel like they pay us enough money or you enough money where when people say stuff to you, it should be funny, but it shouldn't be taken offensively uh, if you're at work on the clock. I agree with that, and I have no problem with it, which is why I am completely on the player's side because all they did was give a thumbs down. 
They didn't do anything vulgar. They didn't okay. go anywhere. They gave a thumbs down that basically said, hey, we're booing you because we're doing well and you aren't supporting us. But it's I'm a symbolism. With- it's Correct. a symbolism, though. Correct. We, we, we've, we've, we've talked about that. We've, we've had this discussion as it relates to other players uh, protesting and, and fighting or, or offending other people, depending on how you want to take it. And this is no different. I agree. Yeah. And Ooh. I just, I just think that it's, it's, and you know, I don't even think people necessarily get at athletes because they're millionaires. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. But I don't think they look at it like, oh, this is my chance to yell at a millionaire like my boss. I really think that people just don't look at athletes as actual humans. Like they, they look at them as like entertainment. They look at them like, oh, you're, you're here to service me because I'm a fan of your team. And I'm going to get what I can out of you, and it doesn't matter. That's why you see all these fans that are, like, willing to throw beer on people or spit on them. And it's just like, what? Like, they're, you know, at, at a zoo or something. It's just crazy. So and that's a whole other level of, of, of nonsense we don't need to get into. <laughs> it, it, well, and just for reference, that was a non-player that said that. That was a fan that said that. So that would, did not come from us. Um, and my, my next question I had before, and then I'll let you have it time with AEW. Um, what, please explain to me how ESPN put on a fake football team on their TV <laughs> against IMG, a high school team. How did this pass? Is everybody getting fired at ESPN that dealt with this? What should happen? Like, because this okay. is—I think it's hilarious, but I think somebody's getting fired over this. Or, no, well, I—I I don't D, think. Uh, did, did Gary tell you? Did that Gary B- too. B- Bishop Sycamore is the same team that they played whenever I was down there watching Gary. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> I, now it all makes sense. I knew the uniforms look familiar from the video. <laughs> yeah. So I, can I go first on this one? Yeah, can I ahead. please go first on this? I don't think anybody should lose their job. This is very similar to Tiger King. This is, it's like the right time. Nothing major was going on in football. We needed something to talk about. And they gave us this. Not only did they give us this at a time that we need this, like this is the most memeable moment ever because it, it literally anybody can do this. Like we know this because we've seen it on ESPN where it was some high school kids that kicked the shit out of some like dudes, like some grown dudes. So if anything, Sycamore, they should be upset and pissed off at themselves. Okay. They should be upset. They shouldn't step on another field ever again. One, two, I love the fact that ESPN didn't do their back. Didn't do any research. That let us know that ESPN doing the same thing we doing, and that's picking up the phone, calling to see if they got talent. That's that's literally that ESPN was doing cold calls. Like, hey, I like to think they was like, hey, you know, uh, who do y'all play this week? Are they any good? No, they're not. Okay, the next, who do y'all got this week? Are they any good? Yeah, they said they got like six stars. Like, oh, okay, you know, that sounds like something we interested in. Stay by the phone. We're gonna have production call you. <laughs> Boom. That's how they. Came. The game. That's like showing up for one of y'all games, Gary. Like it's it shouldn't, it shouldn't <laughs> just, have happened. Just reference thousand dollars. Time. What's your opinion? My my thing is I don't even understand why this matters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're a terrible team. You put them in ESPN, but it's like ESPN plays Browns highlights all the time, and 
you know, bad teams like that. So it wasn't matter that, that they were lied to. Browns so. were in the playoffs last year. I'm yeah. just saying, you y'all, know, back. Y'all, y'all got to correct yourself. We all come back. <laughs> back <Okay>. in the <laughs> day. <laughs> I don't know. It's just to me, it doesn't feel like it should be. Yeah, the coach lied, but he was just trying to get his team exposure and get him out there. What, what so, sounds like. So I will say my thoughts are I definitely think people at ESPN should be fired. Only reason why is because it just shows how far ESPN has fallen. I used to watch ESPN all the time because it was entertaining, and it is not anymore. And I literally couldn't tell you the last time I actually watched something on ESPN. So I just think it is truly – you hear it from a lot of people. ESPN's really fell off in production value. Obviously, the only thing they really have is their 30 for 30 stuff. That stuff's amazing. But yeah. overall, their normal their normal programming and stuff's not very entertaining. But I will say – the I don't have a problem with it. I think it's hilarious as well. I, as a, I guess I could have played on that team because they had people that were older on their team, 20, 22-year-olds, drop, college dropouts, played on the team. They Like you said, they should be embarrassed. They got embarrassed by high school kids. I, I say this all the time to my kids on the team. They always talk about, oh, coach, I would I would bury it. And they just don't know how bad they would be embarrassed. But that's because that's what I did for a living. Obviously, these kids didn't. And they're playing against IMG, who is recruited, who have multiple kids that will go to college because kids pay to go to IMG. And that's how they fill their teams. It's not like a public school, basically. It's a they recruit kids to come there and play. It's like a juke, like a uh, it's like a AAU basketball team. That's what they do at IMG. So I have no problem with it. I think it's hilarious. I just do think people should be fired at ESPN because, again, what if a 22-year-old's hitting a 16-year-old and that 16-year-old gets hurt? Well, that's illegal. That should not be happening because that's that's like a, I don't know I don't know what it would be considered. Obviously, it's an adult hitting a minor, so that would be the only thing I think you'd have a legal saying. But if somebody got hurt during it, or if the game was actually close and a lot of kids got hurt, then there would be a big issue. I feel like ESPN would be at fault for not following through and checking. Well, I want to make sure that I. I, I let this be known. The greatest facilitator of all time is that head coach at uh, Bishop Sycamore because he put an entire team together, got equipment, got staffing. Uniforms. Like I, I'm talking about he put it together. I don't know what type of funding program they own. But we need to probably integrate that into a lot of schools and well, a lot of – My question, how did they get – they played two games in three days. How did nobody say, well, we just played them two days ago. They're on ESPN today. How does nothing like that get checked? Like, that's the thing that blows my mind because they played two games in three days. Okay. Not only that, bro, th- did they have any practices? Like, I got so many questions, yeah. bro. How did they get sanctioned enough for, like, them to end up playing another high school team? One, and then two – all of y'all need to quit if y'all got beat by a team like that and they're high school kids. There's Correct. no way. Correct. Unbelievable. All right, well, yeah, time. You got it. 2021. Go ahead, time. What you got? You got it, time. Before All you right. interrupted me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I want you guys to tell me what you guys thought about the AEW event. I know I've been seeing everybody so on Twitter. talk about it? You don't have any thoughts on it? Well, I just, I'll save mine for another oh, okay. day. <laughs> okay. okay, I got you. Just for reference, time didn't didn't uh order the pay-per-view to watch it with us so 
you know, he just didn't want to talk about it. Well, so it's it's cause I'm, str- I'm, I'm a big WWE stand. So like, I just can't even fathom watching. I, I will say his little conspiracy theory he has is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but we'll let him talk about it when they, when it's his turn to talk. Cause he won't be talking much during this. So go ahead. D I'll let you go first. AEW, the show last night was probably the not probably hands down the best pay-per-view this year from top to bottom and from bottom to top it was absolutely outstanding they had a couple matches in there where i was it was questionable uh like paul squashing my guy we was kind of i was wondering how they was going to play that out but they played it out the best that they possibly could um cm punk match uh it was awesome it was wrestling. It wasn't like spot for spot. Uh, so I thought that was impressive. But match of the night, I called it before it happened. The Lucha Bros and uh, Super Kick uh, and Bucks. the Young Bucks. Yeah, the Super Kick party. And it was amazing because they were two phenomenal teams, man. And they they were a mirror image of each other. One obviously had the Luchador style and the other one had more of an American style. But if you just down to their core, they were the same because they're very familiar with each other. It was great that they dropped the titles. It let us know that AEW is with pushing over young talent. I'll tell you this, and then I'm going to let you take it, Gary. If your only excuse or, or your only reason for this show not being dope is because of the age of the people who won, then you need to stop looking at wrestling. You absolutely need to start looking at wrestling because wrestling, as it relates to age, is like old people in golf. You can play it forever. Forever does not have an age limit on it as long as you know what you're doing and you're skilled enough to pull off the moves that it takes to either get that hole in one or get the job done as it relates in the ring. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that was the match of the night. I think. It was actually two actual brothers. The Lucha Bros are actually brothers, and the Young Bucks are actually brothers. So I think, like you said, their styles contrast perfect with each other. They're so great together. They've wrestled forever over the years. So I'd expected nothing less, especially if you add in the cage. I love the spot with the shoe with the tacks in it. I thought that was an awesome little mix. I I definitely think it was the match of the night. I enjoyed most of the pay-per-view. I agree. I think it was probably the best of this year. Uh, I know we talked about SummerSlam when it happened. SummerSlam had its moments. Uh, They had a big return. We had two huge returns, or not returns, but I guess signings for AEW with Adam Cole signing, which I don't think people knew yet. I guess they had inklings he could be because obviously Britt Baker's there as his girlfriend in real life, but... Nobody really knew because he his contract just ended. Yeah. So him showing up and then the swerve they did where he actually joined the elite and then you yes. had Daniel Bryanson come out. I think that was huge. I, I'm interested in where it's all going to go. Obviously, I would love to see Adam Cole and Omega wrestle. Obviously, we're going to see Omega and Daniel Bryan at some point. But I think Adam Cole right. would be a great match with them too. And I think the possibilities, like you said, are going to be great. Everything. The Brett Baker match was great women's the battle royal wasn't wasn't terrible it wasn't amazing but it was entertaining i i thought thunder rose was gonna win i didn't think ruby yeah. ruby uh soho, soho was gonna win but uh 
I thought overall, I thought I would probably give it a probably an A, an A, a pay per view. I so thought I was, was really enjoying it. What do you think was the worst match on the card that's not Paul and uh, my guy the squash match? Because I think that was the only way that it was going to be able to end because of the size difference was just just something that they couldn't overcome. See, I don't, oh, I'm, it was on the card, but it really wasn't because it was in the pre-show. But the five-man tag. Oh, I yeah, I, I hate all the tags. Yeah. The five-man tag team match wasn't very good. But, again, they're just trying to, sh- like, show off uh, Orange Cassidy, that whole feud they have with the with Matt Hardy. Uh, that type of stuff wasn't very entertaining. But, again, I haven't followed the previous stuff, so they're just building up more and more and more. But So I'm, in, I'm intrigued in where it's going to go. I think I would love to have seen Hang- Hangman Adam Page on the, on the card wrestling. He, I know he didn't wrestle. I think he has a bit good talent for them to have, and I think he's going to have more challenges, obviously, with all the new talent coming in, and you keep building on stuff. So I think it's going to be good. They're only, in, they're only heading up. I don't think there's any worries there. Yeah. But- now, I do want to hear Time's conspiracy theory to us. I know he's told us before it's super dumb, go. but we'll let him talk for maybe 30 seconds about it because it's so stupid. I don't want you to it's It's not even stupid. It's just obvious at this point. And I've said it before, and you guys are going to come back and mark me down as a genius whenever it comes out that this is true. WWE is manufactured, AEW, to become their competition so they can capture that whole Monday Night Wars, that whole like uh, era of wrestling where there were two bomb promotions because it drives competition and it drives uh, WWE to put out a better product. And that's what's happening right now. There, you can't tell me that WWE. And this is why. And this is why I say that because I just can't believe that WWE could be that stupid to let go of like Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt. You know uh, who else has been? And they released Braun, Braun Strowman, and he's Braun not going Strowman. to AEW. Right, but so what? But what the way it is is AEW's acting like you know they're they're the one that can branch out they're the one that branches out unless their people go wrestle impact nwa tna you know so they do all these other promotions new japan wwe is the classic so wwe maybe they weren't allowed to they, they didn't feel like they could do that but let's create somebody that can do that so because of that braun Strowman is still part of the the tree because AEW could just as well have a crossover where maybe braun's carrying you know, impact or something, whatever. I'm going to say it's a terrible conspiracy theory. It's not. I don't believe it for one second because it just does not make sense. It's, I think it's, if it made sense, they wouldn't have moved NXT to not be competition. They removed, if you wanted the Monday night wars, they would have it on the same nights. They're not doing that. They moved away because the ratings were falling. Not yet. They already did. They tried it already in NXT. Right, but they did NXT. NXT versus AEW in its beginning stages, but now, and what? NXT is not going anywhere. They're not moving Monday Night Raw to a Wednesday. They're not Ooh. moving Friday Night SmackDown to a Wednesday. But that slot's not going to be but, touched. You're right. You know, maybe they're not. But you know what they are? They're creating that that whole feel. Maybe they don't want to create the straight up Monday Night battle. But now you have wrestling. What five, four or five days a week, possibly. So the only reason why I can't get behind this is because I don't think the wrestlers would be behind this. I don't think Chris Jericho would openly say everything he said about WWE 
and then go and then still work for them. But that's why he's able to do it. No, that's so why I he's just, able to say that I don't, stuff. I, I feel like they wouldn't the play, the wrestlers wouldn't fall behind that. I just there's too many I Hall of Famers. Them, I don't there's, feel like they would they would agree with that. They would do that. There's too many Hall of Famers that have jumped ship that I just don't think would jump ship like that. Like Big Show, Mark Mark Henry. I don't think it those ain't the last time they used Big Show or Mark Henry for anything. Uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about WWE, not AEW. Well, I know, but yeah, it's because they're technically a. They did that Mark Henry uh, documentary. On, uh, undocu- they had Chris Jericho on Steve Austin's thing. That doesn't mean anything. Well, there you go. You just answered your own question for me. So, geez, <laughs> you can't, can't believe this, right? I'm not even. I'm. I'm not even listening to y'all right okay. now. Uh, but I am listening to y'all because time has all these kind of weird little situations. Like is going I can on. get behind them on some conspiracy theories, but this one's just no. It's dumb. No, nah, because it, there's way too much money being lost out there. Oh, I right. also though. I did read a headline though that said Disney may be acquiring WWE. So if AEW, if and again, I'm not into this conspiracy. How is Disney going to acquire WWE if Paramount or NBC owns them? So is they going to buy NBC? Oh, I don't know how this. I don't know how it's going to work. I just know that money talks and bullshit walks. So So it's making a monopoly big time, huh? I'm just letting you know that. Money make people, things, and companies change the course of, you know, their direction, if you will. They they switch sales. So all I'm saying is, is that the only way that I can see that this conspiracy theory works is if if Vince McMahon is partner or pushing AEW. To bring down or uh, to bring down the sale of his this company to sell it, then in turn to run AEW. But Vince McMahon is not that type of guy. Uh, he's definitely not. He looks like a type of guy that um, he wants his name and his stamp of approval on everything, and he wants people to know Jerry Jones style that this is me, this is all me, and there's nobody else. Well, I also don't think you would have people like Cody Rhodes suing. WWE to get his father's name and you have WWE trying to sue him for his name and all this kind of stuff. I don't think you would have that happening if it was truly he was owned. They wouldn't have that actual legal battles going on. It's all part of no. None of them think that that big. No. If you if you if you watch any of WWE storylines, you know nobody thinks that big. Maybe that's part of their plan. Draw you into the draw you into the lull that WWE is so dumb. WWE doesn't know because they've made such big blunders. That's what they've been creating this monster for a couple no. years. No. But with bad writing, with no. bad like letting Goldberg come back and destroy the fiend, that's terrible. But that adds to the fact that WWE's going downhill. Vince is going crazy. He doesn't uh, know what he's doing. Gary. Gary, let's talk about let's talk about something else. Yeah, I, his yeah, his his conspiracy theory is just kind of like way out there. Yeah. I even tried to help him out, and the more and more I said it, the more and more I'm like, that doesn't that makes sense. Stupid. I don't think anybody like, believes you, so you're about to our yeah, next thing. Stupid. Yeah, what you Mark got? Well, you know what, Gary? Did you say you have a mirror right there by you? Uh, oh, yeah, we can close it <laughs> we out. We can do the this. phone, right? Or no? 
Yeah, we can close it out <laughs> with this. One. I'll go get one. It's got to be a reflection. Gary said he's going to do the Candyman Challenge. The so I, I feel like I need to go last because this is a black horror movie. And since I'm oh, kind of no. representing. Don't you say there's not black and white horror movies. It's just a horror movie. There's no reason to put race behind it. Well, hold up now. Let's see. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say that this one, this one. This particular candy man <laughs> was all based yeah. on. I'm just saying this is just this one. But yeah. I, if you want to say that though, Gary, you go here. But I'm gonna let no, you. No, I'm a hundred. I don't think any movie is anything. Like they're all. There's just a horror movie. I don't. It doesn't need that. There, are you seriously horror. gonna tell me that this was not? You know what, Gary? Go ahead. I want to hear your point of view, man. Go ahead. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that's wrong, Gary, because it's not that it's a you know black. But like the movie's premise is. Straight up, like I, I, I've seen the original. I know exactly how it is. I right, know I've about, seen the original. It's the same premise as the original for the most part. Well, I'm talking okay, about how much it dives into okay. the, the. But yeah, but that's how the no, original. No, 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 Tom. No, 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 Tom. No, 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 Tom. Tom, this is Gary has his own. Go ahead, Gary. Go ahead. What yeah. did you think about the movie? So I actually loved the movie. I so I actually really enjoyed the movie. I saw the original. Spoiler alert, just for everybody now. If you don't want to know anything, go ahead and turn it off now. Spoiler alert. But I loved it because it's a reboot, not a remake. It's a reboot of the franchise, but carrying off after the original movie. So that's the best way of putting it. So the whole, I love the aspect how they tied in. The baby was the kid, the man. That was awesome. It was great that he was the person. I I would I thought that as the movie was going on, how he was seeing him in the mirror and stuff like that, it was something like that because I actually just watched the the, the original probably about a month ago. Love the original. So, but I will say yes, it has a lot of race themes in it because of that's the way the original was. That's how Candyman was created. Was because the whole story was the race aspect of it because he had a relationship with a white woman way back when, and that's where everything was created. So yes, it has race themes into it, but it's still just a horror movie. You don't have to say it's a black horror movie. It's just a horror movie. It, yes. It, it, it was a predominantly black cast. Yes, that is correct. That's how Bro, it is. So that, that's like saying boys in the hood is not a black movie. That's like saying minister society is not a black movie. Bro, this is a, a whole, black movie. I don't call Halloween a white movie, a white horror movie. It's all white people getting killed. I don't. That's not. That's not. I would never say that. Would you? Well, that's you, Gary. I'm talking what, about I'm saying, me. Would you say that though? Bro, I no. I would just say it's a movie. But when exactly. it's something different, like Oak Bebe's Kids, that's a black comedy cartoon. Um, uh, Dodomite. Is Dodomite a regular movie, Gary? Dolomite. Yeah, is that a regular Not movie? Dodo might. Is it's, that a regular movie? Just answer the question. I may have said the name wrong, huh? It's a movie. Oh, okay. All right. The Wiz. It's just a regular movie. That's Michael Jackson's uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, we got that out of the way. Tom, what did you think of, of Candyman, bro? I actually thought it was great, too. I really enjoyed it. I liked the, uh, you know, the premise behind it. I liked how they tied in the first movie. I did think it was... You know, I saw a lot of people posting about it before talking about how it wasn't scary. And I don't think it's necessarily scary, but it's definitely like suspenseful because it has you like on the edge of your seat, like what the heck's about to happen next? 
And, you know, I think I think where you can see it ties in to, like, the race, it's not just your normal, like, race uh, factor in a movie. Like, it literally seems like at the end, it's like Candyman says, go tell everyone, like, essentially that he's going to be a champion for the black people that are done wrong. You know, essentially, like, that's what he – that's kind of what you're left thinking at the end, don't you think, D? I, I'm Gary. Don't think that. So we just uh, no. no I, again, it has nothing to do with that. To, and like, I'm not saying it. Again, I said it, I know it deals with race terms. I just don't think it needs to be categorized as a black horror movie. It's just a horror movie that I, has look, it ain't, great it ain't, themes. It ain't categorized as that. I'm calling it that. I know, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. I, you don't get mad at me because that's what I'm calling it. Because that's what it is. No, you exactly. You can call. I just don't think it is. That, I think it's just a horror okay. movie that has look, the race themes as the. Premise. Dude, before Candyman, we had Spawn. Okay, that's Spawn? true. I agree. And before, and before so Spawn, Candyman was better than Spawn, but yes. Yeah, and before Spawn, bro, we had the Predator, and we got Blade. Come on, yeah, we got Blade. Yeah, Blade. Blade was good, but I wouldn't yeah. get. That's not a black look. First, yeah, of all, first of all, first of all, the way you say you had Blade, what does that mean? <laughs> No, he was just giving you other movies. Yeah, I know, but, but what I'm saying is, is when I'm talking about these movies, I'm talking about like um and Spawn, I guess you you wouldn't even throw in there because majority of the characters in that movie are not black. It's not a so this Candyman was centered around the culture as well. Not only was it centered around the culture, what I liked about this Candyman and what I really loved about it that it wasn't a remake. Huh? That's why she said his name. Yeah, because it it, it wasn't a remake. It was a uh, it was a standalone. But I like how he tied all the Candyman's in. So Candyman is not a person. It's now a thought, an idea. It's an entity that jumps from generation to generation by going through selecting artists that are big time artists that are like has the spotlight. So you notice that he couldn't turn into Candyman until he had the spotlight as like the head artist because he wanted to be seen. And that's how he was able to come through, take over the body and turn him into Candyman. So the the levels at which Key and Peel, not Key, Peel goes through to tie everything in is absolutely fascinating. And then seeing the old school one there at the end. Tony um, Todd. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Like, it was unbelievable. But you have to go into this movie knowing that it's not a remake. That it's a it's reboot. A movie on its own. It's a reboot. No, no it's a reboot. It's, it's rebooting the franchise. It's not. Yeah. It, it continues. It continues from the original, and it's a reboot. That's the best yes. way of putting it. Yes. I, but, I, I, I really loved how within the movie, when I say it's 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 a culture movie or, you know, you, you don't like me saying that it was a black movie, but it was a culture movie because there was a lot of no, things. See, I would find, I'm movie. fine if you say it's a culture movie. I don't think you need to put like race into it. It's a culture. It builds with the culture. Yes. But you, I don't think you need to say black or white. Nothing needs to be. It's just it's a movie about the culture. That's all. Because that's what it was. It literally dealt with. The way the projects are built, the gentrification of the area, all that kind of stuff. They discuss all that. That is correct. But and you still don't think and, that it's a race thing. And just to correct you, because you said it's all it's painters, it's not painters, because in the original it was not a painter. It was a it was a teacher who was doing an expose, and that's who manifested Candyman. Okay. And it was a white woman. <laughs> expose. And what does the expose deal with? On Candyman. 
the the lore of Candyman and why everybody's scared. Well, of she she character. she brought him out, but she didn't like become. Yeah, she didn't become Candyman. She no. brought him out. She summoned he, him. I know he he. She, yes, because they made more movies. All right. kinds of things. He's talking about the people that actually like harness the Candyman. And yes, correct. Now, you're talking about Colin. We're talking about two different things here, Gary. Well, he he called him too. He called he, and he ended up becoming it. Yes, that is no, correct. No, 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 you, 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 you're not listening to what I'm saying, Gary. Anybody can call the Candyman. I but agree. In order for you to be the Candyman, you have to fit that criteria for him to even consider entering your body for you to become Candyman. But what, what, what was the reasoning why he fit the criteria? I, I, because he if was you an go artist. back in history, yeah, they're all artists that were. And, and they even brought the point, like artists move to these uh, yes. places because yes. they're poor and run down, and so you know. Then obviously he, he was why, the baby. Oh, so you missed you missed all that gear. Oh, I'm about to break it down for you. Why why did he encompass those people that became Candyman? What were the reasons why he did? There's one reason. It was the injustices caused upon them is what made him become the Candyman, the guy that got beat who was actually just a normal person, he encompassed Candyman. Every, they said every every 25 years or whatever it was, stuff like this happened, and it was people that had injustice beat. That was how the original Candyman happened because he went against what society expected at that time. This painter did not. He was manifested by the Candyman lore by the other guy that saw Candyman because he wasn't doing bad things. He wasn't doing the wrong things. Candyman started infecting him, but it was not he. He wasn't done injustices until the very end when he was accused by the cops and shot. That was when he. That's when he started to encompass. Yeah. But before yeah. that, he wasn't. Yeah, you. I think you missed all this. The the first original Candyman, the guy that 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 got killed was for an loving the white. Like <laughs> he was an artist, bro. I know that. Yes. And then so, did you notice when the guy jumped out the window? He had all this art in his room. Yes. I, but again, that was the girl's dad um, that he was with, by the way. That was right. the girl's dad. But no, I'm saying, but all of them had injustices that were actual Candyman. They told all you of every, them were artists, bro. But they also had injustices done to them, which is why they became the Candyman. So what was the injustice that was done to the guy in this? That's what I'm saying. Way? There wasn't until the end when when the guy, the guy set him up, basically, and called and said, Candyman's here. And the cops came in and saw she was holding him, and they shot him. And then they tried to basically say, oh, he came at the cop, so he had to defend himself. And then that's when... She summoned him, and he was still alive and able to come do it. I think it was up this candy man. I think it was more his destiny because yes. he well, he was did, born she, there and came back. Say, she did say he was chosen to be the next reincarnation when he was a baby in the original movie. That's right. why he so kidnapped when, him when he got and because of that he grew up an artist. And so I'm yes. Oregon as we think that everyone that's going to be this Candyman figure has to be gonna, an artist because it has to embody something I, I, of I, the I, original Candyman. I agree with you with the artist, but I'm saying it was still had an injustice done is why he was able to encompass. If you himself. want to tack that on, Gary, we can tack that yeah, that's on. All, we can tack that's it on. all I was yeah. saying. In, in addition to, boom, we with you. But I do love the Tony Todd reference at the end. I hope it's Tony Todd as the next Candyman if they make a sequel. Because to me, he is Candyman in my eyes and always will be. He is the encompassment of Candyman. So I'm going to tell you something, Gary. 
and this is the God, God honest truth, and I will not lie to you. You have lost your damn mind. I do not want to see a candy man with that old ass dude as a candy man. I don't like seeing my heroes grow old. I had a problem with Wolverine seeing him in his last movie, and you're going to try to give me that old-ass Candyman? Did you not see the Jason Voorhees that ran into the cart? That was No, that's Michael Myers. Michael Myers that ran into the cart when they was like, man, when your heroes get old. I don't want to see that didn't, shit, man. Didn't you just say you love the Tony Todd at the end? I, at the end? I don't want a whole movie of him. I like... I Look, we all liked... Um, um, but, but the thing is, the good thing with Candyman is you don't have to see him. All you see is the reflection, and then... You don't have to actually see the character. He only encompasses the face when you see the face. And they don't show Candyman's face a ton in any of the movies. This one they did. But for the most part, they really don't. So I'm, I, I will say this, and it's one of Cinematic's most memorable moments in Candyman, is the fact that we couldn't see Candyman. When they was shooting the bathroom scene, and she was in the bathroom, and she dropped her little mascara mirror, and we had to see the fight through the mascara mirror, I was like, how are they going to make this shit work in this bathroom? Are they going to show us their point of view? Or are they going to show us his point of view? And it was really interesting watching it through that mirror because you were just like, oh shit, this is happening and this is how we're going to see this. Because you can only see them through the mirror. So the only problem is that person didn't hear anybody say Candyman, had headphones on. How did she see it through the mirror? She, she saw see. him. Well, once once he comes over on our side. Yeah, once he's summoned. He's not once he's summoned. on the side, though. He's still. Because bro, it, was saw, the, it was the same way when he killed everybody in the damn art gallery. No, but he wasn't in their side. And, still, and the, no, and the remember, same he way. He picked with, him up in the mirror, and you didn't see him. You only saw him in the reflection. You never saw him in our so, realm. So, so what my question was is the person that says his name five times, I thought that was the only person that died. Apparently he killing everybody in the room. All of them said it. Well, anybody, anybody that did it injustice, I think, because you see. Oh, so it doesn't see matter. Because she at the end, his him. girlfriend was the one who summoned him, but he she summoned him to save her from what was about to happen. But again, that wouldn't make sense. Then why did the guy in the gallery uh, get killed? Because he didn't say it. He didn't because, do any injustice. Well, he 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 had he had get got on that guy earlier. Got on to him. So yelling at somebody. Well, no, I think what it was is that guy was kind of treating him as like, you know, you know, like he's I'm the reason you're here. Girl. No, he's I'm only the, there because his girlfriend, too. Right. Yeah. I and mean, all that sort of stuff. So it's like not, you know, is, is it worth dying? <laughs> I mean, probably as, not. as you would put it, it was petty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was, some, it was some, a petty reason. It was some questionable things in there in terms of. You know, some continuity and for as far as who dies when the name is being said, who all's in the room, because you would think with the lady with the headphones on that was sitting on the toilet, when it did go down, she should have gotten killed too. But well, she, I think but the thing there was is because the girls even they make it seem like those girls pick on her all the time. Oh, okay. So you're saying that regardless of I like I like where you're going with this time. I may have missed this. You're saying when he's summoned He's killing everybody that has caused an injustice. Right. Like, so, so then, so okay. the people in there, um, I, I essentially, I, I want to say, essentially, I feel like he's a champion for the African-American people 
Like because anyone. Now you can't talk- say that because then that's gonna make it a racial move, and Gary's not gonna agree with us. <laughs> but no, so you have to say something else. No, but it's true because if you look at it, like anyone that died was at least, and I hadn't checked this with the original movie, but anyone that died in this movie had done something against uh, one of the black people, and it, you it know, does check in the from the original. Right. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't check the original, but and because and the reason I say that is because at the end, his girlfriend is the one who summons him, and you know, he kills everyone else, lets her out and talks to her. Like, so obviously it's not about the person who says the name. Cause you know, they say, well, they say his name and that you no. die. That's not true. Obviously. Granted. Does he, does he help her? Because cops still showing up and all he says is say, uh, tell him, tell him or whatever. She's going to go to the loony bin saying no, all this. No, what I think is he's saying, I, I think he's saying, tell them all, like tell all the African-Americans that I am here for them. And then you can't I, say that, Tom. You can't say that because Gary no, said this again, is not Ed, a racial. I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm saying, but <laughs> she's going to go to the loony bin. No, but I think that's who he's saying to tell. Is like tell that I am a champion for our people. I will write the, the injustices for our people that we go through. I think that's what he means when he says tell them. He's not talking about everybody. He's talking about tell our people that I'm here for them if they go through an injustice. You see, it's. If you want to keep it a, a continuation, and when you of the say original, again, again, time, again, time, when you say my people, what are you referring to? African American people. Oh, okay. So you making this but movie again, racial? If, you, if you're going in, into dealing with a reboot, reboot from the first, <laughs> it is not because of the first people that just said it. There was no. If you did something bad, if you said it and you tempted it, right? Well, this this is this is well, one of those well, we should go back generations it. where it's evolving. That's what I did, maybe should, I did watch it. I'm saying, but maybe we should go back and watch it through that scope of you know. Let me I, see if I mean I'm, you watch it. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you the one. That, the, so the one that would just on the top of the head that doesn't make sense. The white girl's best friend, who happens to be black, she gets killed just for saying the name. Did nothing wrong. She literally did. She was the best person in the movie, but was killed. And then her right. her friend got blamed for it. Right, that's what I'm saying. We would have I'd have to go back and watch it through the scope. Right, but maybe that's one of those things where the director is hoping you just forget about something like that. Right. But There's as no far as this, yeah. and as again, far like, as, it's a reboot. It could be they want to go a different direction with, which is fine. Right, because for this movie, they make it obvious that this is because you know it started with you know the artist that was painting the the rich man's daughter sleeping with her and him getting killed whatever so it's like and then it talks about all the injustices that black people face throughout the history and so when he says go tell them all it's very obvious that he's saying like let people know that they might not have anybody but they have me to help take to take you know care of stuff whenever you don't have anybody that can help you see the only reason why i can't get i don't agree is because then how do you make a second movie? He's only going to kill bad people. He's never a bad person. That's that's not what. Well, that's he was what it, that, the that's, right, So that's, you're going to go that way. Yeah, little Dexter vibe for sure. It's, it's like a little. It's like it's almost like a, a black Dexter a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, you can't just, say that. You can't. You can't bring. You can't bring color or race into this uh, time because Gary does <laughs> not agree with it that. So much more than it is. Oh. <laughs> like, I would never expect. I would never. Think to call, hey, Michael Myers is or Jason is a white horror movie. It just that's just not something I would ever say. Well, you know, it's just it's very similar. It's very similar to this, Gary. Nobody says white on white crime, but they do say black on black. I don't ever say that. You don't. I'm talking about other people. I'm I'm not. I'm talking about me. 
Okay. I'm not talking right. about other people. But when I was talking about me, you was like, "No, nah, I just don't agree with yeah, that." Yeah, because to me, I don't agree. It is. I think it's just a horror movie. Well, well, Gary, here's here's where I'll say the difference is is like, yeah, it's not a white, but it's not like the whole movie is not around like white history, white, you know, whatever, white people being done. Like this one, actually, like it's shaped around. I, I know the I know the premise. I understand yeah. it is the culture aspect of it. Yes, but I don't. I just don't see it's a black movie. That makes me like, oh, well, yeah. this is what only black people are going to see, which is right. not everybody. Well, I, I just, it. I just don't think it's, 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 it's not a bad thing to identify, you know, no, what it I is. I don't think it is bad. I'm just saying it's a horror movie. Oh, so this is, this is getting the Black Panther treatment. I get it. I get oh. it. I see what you're saying. <laughs> this is getting the Black Panther treatment. I get it. But that's what it is. is. You had, you, you reacted the same way with Black Panther. What's the Black Panther treatment? So the Black Panther treatment was is you were st- when we when we had this conversation about the Black Panther, I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is a great movie. Not me, but people were saying for black people, it's it's showing, you know, that uh, you know, uh that we you know, representation, you know, this and that. And you talked about, you know, it's a good movie. I don't think it's a black movie, I don't think it's a white movie. It's a good it's a movie. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I just. I personally don't see. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I said Black that. Panther all. is getting the Black Panther treatment because you know when Black Panther dropped, every black person, including myself, I was like, "Yeah, bro, you see our movie dropping." Like, and I loved it. Right, I, I understand that, but you was like, "Yo, bro, separate no, the color. It's a good no. movie." The only thing I said about Black Panther was I had a problem with people being like, "Oh, this is the best Marvel movie ever." No, it wasn't. We could honestly go even look back right now and say okay. it was not the All best right. Marvel movie at that time. It okay. just it was a great movie. It just wasn't the best, and yeah. people were just saying that because it was an all black movie, which is fine. Well, you get the that's your opinion, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like my reaction. opinion, it wasn't the best Marvel of all time. It was a great movie. I loved it, but it wasn't the best Marvel movie. But I can't say this though. I I, I will say this in time. I'm gonna let you end this thing. Had Black Panther did the numbers that the first Wonder Woman did, it wouldn't have been the Black Panther 2. It wouldn't have been the Black Panther 3, and it wouldn't have been any spinoffs. But yet we keep getting these dumbass Wonder Woman movies. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 1984. Like, how do you even make a second one? How are you making all of these Aquamans and you making all these? They're trash, bro. Aquaman was good. What? Wonder, the first Wonder Woman was good. The second one was trash. I did not like the second one at all. Tom, you can go ahead and end this because me and Gary <laughs> I will agree with you on that one. The second one was not very good. Aquaman, I enjoyed. Wonder Woman, I enjoyed. Well, and, uh, and either one of them were better than Black Panther. Does that make you happy? I'm. I'm not. Well, the Marvel <laughs> movies are better than the DC movies, anyways. That's just. That's the truth. I. 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 I take that back. Uh, I, I'm gonna tell you this, and and this is the God honest truth, Gary. I don't care what you say. There's not a Marvel movie out there that's better than The Dark Knight Rises. That's a tough one. And only reason you can say that is because the Joker performance. That's the only reason. I, I can... There's not a movie. So when you say that, the only, but you have to understand this though. The only thing in the DC universe that's good is the damn Dark Knight series. <laughs> <laughs> Everything consistently is good on the Marvel side. So, so the only thing that I, to me would be close, because you can you can argue some of the. In the Avengers movies, but honestly, the only one I can say that's close, Deadpool, the first one. 
It's the only one that's close because Deadpool, everybody's been waiting for Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds destroyed that role and it was amazing. And that would be a movie I'd put ahead of Black Panther. That one's so close. It, it's arguable. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it's arguable. It could be considered better. I think that might be personal taste right there, Gary. I, Got, to be. <laughs> Got to be. Got to be, Got to be. I mean, I like that. I am, I am a little I biased. Deadpool is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Right. Flash is one of my favorite characters for but, DC. Bro, I don't even put that over. I I couldn't put, and I love Deadpool, bro. Correct. I, I hey, absolutely on, hey, love it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get farther down this, why don't we, why don't we save this for next week? Okay. All right. Come back with your Marvel rankings, like we've done for basketball. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But here, here's here's the thing that I want to ask you, because right before we get out of the horror movie, you know, they show previews of all the horror movies that are coming up. Tell me why these people keep going back to Jamie Lee Curtis's character to kill Michael Myers when she's had 30 movies to kill him and hadn't been able to do it. At some point, you got to call somebody else. You know, <laughs> what do y'all think of like? What is well, it? So, I, I, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm gonna say this, Gary, and and I'm a, I'm a respectfully say this, Gary, but I don't. There's you year after year after year after year after year after year. You think these Holly these Halloweens are awesome, bro? But it's no different from Halloween than it is from Saw. There's no difference. They're putting out 20 of them, and it's the same shit. We know he's going to keep killing people. He's going to keep killing people. He's going to find new and improved ways of doing it. And yet, you don't get tired of watching this Halloween, but you'll be like, oh, Saw is just getting redundant. So, so I hated the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Uh, and the first three saws were good. After that, it's when it started going downhill because you didn't have the original saw guy anymore. That's where I didn't like it because you started getting random people picking up the mantle. Now, Halloween has been the same guy every time. It's never changed, never moved to somebody else. It's always the same guy. I don't know how it's possible, but I'm, <laughs> one day they'll explain it because they yet to do it. They tried to a little bit in the trailer, I don't like watching a trailer because they show 38 deaths. How many deaths are in this movie if they've already shown 38 during it? But I will give you a fun fact. You know one of the writers of this movie? What about him? Danny McBride. You know who that is? No. Comedian from This Is The End. Uh, he's uh, uh, the What's the baseball movie or show that was on HBO? Oh, gosh. You, you, you can, yeah, just... <laughs> no, I'm going to show you the picture because when I show you, you're going to be like, he did not write this. I'm telling you, you're going to be really? like, really? Yes. Okay, so it's going to have a comedic undertone to it. Oh, from uh, oh. Kenny, Kenny Powers? Kenny yeah, Powers. Kenny Powers. He's one of the writers of the, of the He's new bound Hall- and down. Of both the two Hall- Halloweens. He's bound and down. Okay. So, right. like, it, it's just like I haven't seen the new Saul, but Chris Rock wrote the last Saul. And he I, 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 I saw the last it, saw, yeah. But I, I haven't seen it. it yet. But like that one, I'm intrigued because it gives a fresh look on it. From well, the, you know, you got to understand side. it's from the book of Saw. It's not correct. It's not, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's just, but I'm saying like it gives a fresh take. Is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. All right. Fresh take. Before right. you get off, and there's also making a Scream Five, by the way. Okay. Right. <laughs> people people love nostalgia, and that's we're in the nostalgia era right now, where they're trying to bring back all of our 
our childhood loves. So deal with it. But we want to make a quick announcement. Everybody knows that listens to us. They might not all know, but um, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman broke up on first take. And we just want to let everybody know that starting next week, this will just be the cinnamon show. Gary is leaving us <laughs> for greener. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gary ain't going no damn where. Gary ain't going nowhere. He would be nah. lost. He has nobody I to would, conflict with. 100%. Gary, Gary, Gary said he didn't want to make this a black podcast since he's a <laughs> you know, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, half the people aren't going to hear it because of the spoiler alert. Uh huh. All right, well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 